Welcome to the Live Inspired Podcast. My name is Zahida Mohammadi and I am an emotional mastery and business mentor, boundaries expert, mum to two very special souls and the founder of the Live Inspired Academy. If you are looking to upgrade your relationships, your business and your life and yourself, then this is the place for you. Nothing fires me up more than helping people overcome their limits, discover their gifts, reconnect to their authenticity, their natural fitra, the unique way that they connect to others and their creator so that they can bring those gifts into the world and live with purpose and passion. And that is what this podcast is all about. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of inspiration to help you connect to all the possibility and potential that exists within you. Here, you'll find all the tools, resources, strategies, and teachings that you need on your self-development journey. Thank you for choosing to be here. Let's get inspired. Welcome to episode two of the Live Inspired podcast. And today I have a very special guest lined up for you. And this guest really needs no introduction, but I'm going to give you a small one anyway. Our guest for today is Brother Zain Bika, who is a South African singer-songwriter who performs Islamic Nasheed songs. Zain has performed and collaborated with big players in the field, including Yusuf Islam and Dawood Wansby. And of course, we all know that he has released many of his own albums and his career spans well over 25 years. Also, Zain is a known for his philanthropy and his amazing work, mashallah. So we have an interesting discussion with Zain today. We speak about passion and purpose, how to actually discover and have the confidence and clarity to pursue your passion and purpose, and how inner work, self-development work and boundaries help you to align with your purpose and passion. And Zain also goes into some of the recent changes he's experienced in his life and how he uses the power of change and adaptability to really further himself both personally and professionally. And on that note, the Boundaries Revolution program is now officially open for enrollment. This is a transformative nine-week program that sets you up with everything, every aspect of what you need in order to leverage the power of healthy limits, of healthy boundaries, so that you can tap into your limitless potential and live a purposeful life that has meaning and fulfillment for you. Not only that, you can also experience deeper connection with yourself, others, and with your creator through the power of healthy, inspired boundaries. If you'd like to know more, the link is in the show notes. Alternatively, you can click the link in my bio, on my Instagram, or you can drop us an email on admin at liveinspired.co.za. Just remember though, that enrollment is open only for a limited period Enrollment closes on Saturday, the 6th of March, 2021 at midnight. So without further ado, let's get straight into the episode of the interview with Brother Zain Bika. Brother Zain, assalamu alaikum. Welcome to the Live Inspired podcast. Wa alaikum salam, Zaira. Thank you so much for having me. This is really an honor for me. I know we've had a few interviews, but uh, I always look forward to 
chatting to you and also just getting some insight into all the work you're doing, mashallah. Alhamdulillah, the honor is all ours. When I say ours, I mean mine and the Live Inspired community. I know we are all so excited to have you on board. So we really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. And we have some very interesting topics of discussion today, right? So as we head into that, Brother Zain, I know that you've had a recent life change. We've all been experiencing COVID and the uncertainty that comes from that. But you've also had a life change in that you moved cities. You and your family have moved cities. And uh, that's quite a big change. Tell us about that. Yeah, you know, I think we've always had this, um, you know, this uh, dream as a family to say, you know, Cape Town is such a, there's such a beautiful culture. There's such a beautiful uh, opportunity to do good here. The Muslim community is so vibrant and amazing. And I've always had a lot of working relationships with the schools here in Manenberg, especially in, in the Western Cape. And uh, as you, you know, you know, some of the hardest hit um, you know, areas with gangsterism and crime and uh, poverty in general is in the Western Cape and specifically in Muslim communities. And um, so I've always had a long relationship with them. And then on top of that, my father also has some uh, some clinics down here in Cape Town, which, um, you know, he serves a very poor community with, uh, you know, highly uh, sort of funded and subsidized, uh, you know, medical care, holistic medical care, which is very much up your alley. So alhamdulillah, it was always a dream of mine to think, you know, if I have the chance, I could move cities. And also, you know, I I thrive on change, really. It's something that I really love. When I think when I think I become too static, then I, I think I'm, I'm falling into too much of a, um, a comfort zone, and I love change. And, and I know it's difficult because my kids are young, they're all in school. One, one is in, uh, this year is in grade 10, one is in grade 8, the one just started university. So it is a change, but I, I really firmly believe that these changes can, can help us grow and shake us out of our, our sometimes our inertia of, of you know, of, or just anything, you know, comfort zones. So Alhamdulillah, it's been good. It has been a lot more challenging than I imagined. I thought moving from one city to another city within the same country can't be that bad. But it has been difficult to find your feet and you're literally starting from scratch, you know, where you buy groceries, where do you go for the doctor, where do you go to uh, anything, you know, anything things. and everything. The simple but things that you just took for granted so, before, right? Yeah, and, and, and the kids have also found it challenging, going to a new school, new culture, new friends. But I, I always firmly believe that change is good and change also helps us to grow as human beings. And I think that's what we've, we've kind of achieved. We're in the process of it. I, I think it's a work in progress. Well, look, I'm going to pick your brain on that a little bit, because even as you're saying, you know, change is good and it's been challenging. I know that there are listeners out there who are listening to this and going, oh, my gosh, like change. It just freaks me off. It sets off my anxiety. You know, I feel like if I don't know what's happening and if I don't have don't have complete certainty, that brings up a lot for me. And, you know, anxiety and stress and all of that come up. So, you know, you've said it a couple of times, change is good. And, and you mentioned a few you know, everyday kind of things that we take for granted that like suddenly when you move city, so you moved from Johannesburg where you were there for how many years now? Your entire oh, life, over right? Over 20, 20 years, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I grew up in, in, low, in Pretoria, but right. most of my life is in Joburg, yeah. Yeah, so in that area, you were there for your whole life and now you moved into an entirely new city. And as we were discussing before, the culture is different and just these small little things of your networks changing and where you go to, you know, to mosque exactly. and, you know, which doctor you use, all of these things that you mentioned, your groceries, 
what are the things you know the things that you take for granted a lot of people can relate to that because during covid it became a similar kind of thing our normal kind of patterns became interrupted and you kind of knew what your day was about and now suddenly it's like you have to start from scratch well where will i purchase groceries i'm going to try online but how does that feel you know so it was a major change for a lot of people that brought up a lot of anxiety and i love that you're saying that you're someone who invites change every now and again just to shake things up a little bit and you said change is growth but what helps you to keep this mindset about change what makes you adaptable how do you how do you create stability for yourself when there's instability in your environment oh wow there well, that's a good question i think you know years ago i was on this um, i was at work you know we were having this a uh, team building with all the employees of of our of our organization anyway the guy was giving a talk and he said something remarkable he said everything that you currently do not have everything that you want that you currently do not have lies outside of your comfort zone he said everything that you want that you currently do not possess do not have lies outside of your comfort zone i thought about that i thought so okay so what that means is that everything that you want that you aspire that you want to do is not going to happen if you keep doing the same things you have to change something with yourself and then of course it's in line with you know um allah says we will not change the condition of a people until they change what's within themselves and it's all about changing and i mean this last few months uh, you know being in cape town just under a year has also been a good development for me in my personal capacity i've tried to study more and learn more and i'm doing more online courses and then you know simple things i'm i'm going you know helping my dad at the clinic but i'm also spending more time with the family and i'm learning i'm discovering my my kids and because i've had i have more time here uh, than i had in johannesburg so i think it 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 definitely it's not easy because it's hard work when we in our comfort zone we get into routines and you can go from point a to point b and every day just is the same and with that ease comes comfort so any change is always difficult i mean it's never an easy process in happy happily skippily you jumping you know from day to day it's mostly stressful but at the end of it through that little bit of of hardship you discover new things you learn about yourself you learn new skill sets you learn as you said new communities there's a there's a community here it's a lovely masjid up the road i get to know my neighbors i get to know the butcher up the road so you, you and you you discover more things and i think if we are not growing as a as human beings then we are definitely stagnating and that's really a bigger problem you know at the end of it i love that you mentioned that in fact the quranic ayah that you quoted is actually one of my favorites and i often use it as a you know like we want change outside of ourselves we say we want our relationships to change or we want to experience something different and we don't realize that that's not going to just magically happen in an environment i have to change we have to change within ourselves first in order to be able to have that experience right and i love that quote that you you just gave us and and tying it in with that quranic verse and i couldn't agree more in fact a lot of times with students with clients um especially in our academy and so on you know that they come in for change they come in because they want to see some kind of transformation outside of themselves in their life and we always start with going internal we always say well what can if i want to change my experience of the world what would i need to change and shift within myself and that is an internal process of change and growth which is like you said scary which does feel 
completely out of your comfort zone. It feels very, very uncomfortable. And the analogy I often give them is like, you know, when you have a room in your house, let's just say you have a kitchen and the kitchen's okay. And you kind of think, you know, it could be so much better. And so you begin a renovation process and you're so excited. And in the beginning, it's exciting. And then suddenly you've got dust and you've got no walls and you've got contractors coming in and out. And then you're thinking, oh my gosh, what have I done? But you have to see it through. And at the end of it, you're so glad that you did because now you have this beautiful space where your family can enjoy and you can share. So it's a similar kind of thing. And, you know, you, you mentioned things like gaining new skill set, new experiences, your mind expands, your world kind of expands. So what, what would you say through your whole process of your career, how much has this ability to adapt and allow yourself to just embrace change and grow? How much has that, has that actually contributed to, mashallah, the success that you've experienced in your career? I, I think it's it's immense, and as you mentioned, such a good point about change and 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 wanting to change and 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 really embracing it. Because people, you know, sometimes as human beings, we can fight that change so much just because we are sticking to something that we know. And the reason we do this is because it is hard. I mean, it is hard to start afresh, to start new things, to try new things, to try new experiences, and most importantly, to challenge yourself and be honest with yourself and say. This is where I am deficient. I need to improve on this. I need to improve on that. And that self-critical thinking, and I think this is the work that you're doing, where most importantly, people are approaching themselves and dealing with themselves because we only really can work on ourselves. But I think coming to what you were saying, I was watching this documentary about creativity and how the brain works and you know creative people. And I was thinking, okay, let me see if I can learn something. And one of the things they touched on was that the more input you have, the better your output would be. So sometimes our life maps are so fixed. And this is what we know. This is what we know of the world. This is the opinions we have. This is how things are. And we don't want it to change. And if we adopt that process, uh, creativity, our life experiences, our joy and happiness, everything gets affected. But if we clear out our life maps and we say things are changing, we can't all, all be sort of hard and fast about how things are, black and white, people, ourselves, we have to be constantly changing. So the more new experiences we have, the more we challenge ourselves and try to do new things. Uh, I mean, of course, one of the most beautiful things you can do is serve the less fortunate, serve people that are more in need for you, of, of you, more in need than you in terms of what you have, in terms of your resources or what Allah has blessed you with. When you serve people and you're surrounded by people who are less fortunate than you, then you will always be in the state of gratitude. You will always be in the state of just thankfulness generally. And coupled with the fact that you are challenging yourself, coupled with the fact that you are serving others, that you are looking for new experiences, that you are open to change, and that you have the, the ability to be absolutely truthful with yourself about your own deficiencies and facing them. You know, I'm, I'm part of this online course I'm doing, you know, the sheikh was saying that you have to call out your deficiencies. Mm. Don't hide them. Mm. Not to the world, not to the world, but to yourself. Mm. You've got to say, I, I think I am impatient. I think that I feel that I am stubborn sometimes. I feel mm. that I am, you know, I have an anger problem. Sometimes I, I you know, I, and but with that, you will learn that, subhanAllah, through the, char the characteristics of the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and then, of course, by Allah's beloved names and attributes, in our human, uh, you know, low human uh, 
form or in terms of our interpretation, we can then start becoming more generous and more patient and more merciful and more loving and more forgiving. And we can start adapting that. But it all starts with getting outside of our comfort zones and facing the truthfulness within ourselves. I love that because, you know, when you said um, it's about calling out those deficiencies, right? We actually call it within the Live Inspired Academy, we call it shadow work. So shadow work is really looking at those aspects within ourselves with compassion, with calling on Allah's, you know, Ya Rahman, Ya Rahim. You look at those, you know, you're calling them deficiencies, those shadows within us, you know, those areas that we don't want to look at. We don't want to look at where we might be sabotaging ourselves, where we might be sabotaging our relationships, our areas for growth, our areas for healing, our areas for improvement, where we start to have an idea of, you know, what is, where is my ego ruling me and where can I bring in my higher self to really take this process further? And, you know, right now we in the all about boundaries in the Live Inspired uh, community. We're looking at balanced boundaries and using that in your life. And often when someone thinks about something like boundaries, they think of like cutting people off and shutting people out. And really what we've been exploring is how boundaries are not really about that. They're really about allowing you to call yourself out on some of your stuff where you need to improve and where you're saying, okay, instead of blaming other people in my life, I'm going to take responsibility for how I'm showing up in this relationship. Am I communicating clearly? Am I listening? Am I taking the time to understand? Am I bringing everything I possibly can into my relationship and having boundaries with myself and then negotiating boundaries through this so that I can experience this better? So I really love um, that you're bringing this in. And using these two things, the, specifically what we spoke about, your adaptability and how you open yourself up to change and um, doing this kind of shadow work, right? The combination of that, how has that really helped you in living your purpose? Because I think a lot of people would look at you, um, Zain, and say, I mean, you're living your purpose. You are doing what you love to do. You are serving the people in the way that you love to serve them. So these things that we've been talking about, adaptability, being open to change, um, looking within and doing the shadow work, how has all of this contributed to living your purpose? Yes, I, I love the way you put it, actually. That, And I was wrong. You're right. We shouldn't call it deficiencies because Allah has made us perfect. It's actually areas of improvement. And it's really, as you exactly what you said, I love it. You said it's about the higher self because we know the lower self. We know our, our nafs and, of course, the whisperings of shaitan. And we know all of that is going to try to inspire us. And Allah, you know, Allah understands and Allah tells us we are created in turmoil and we are chasing this world and we are chasing everything else. But yet we, we need to... To, in order to reach Allah, to reach our higher selves, we need to abandon everything and abandon our attachments to our ego, our attachments to our lower selves, our attachments to all of these. And as you said, areas, we need to work on our areas of improvement. Alhamdulillah, it's a beautiful way of looking at it. And then on top of that, also our attachments to the physical things in this world and all the, you know, the trinkets and toys and everything that we, we hold as important until we find our way back to Allah. You know, and uh, Allah says it's such a beautiful way. I mean, and this is all that I'm learning in my course. And He says, "Empty your heart, loan me your your loan me your your being, your nafs, loan it to me." Even though Allah made us, but Allah doesn't say, 
give it to me. He says, loan it to me. Mm, and yeah. in return, and when you I surrender that, yeah, when you surrender that, that's the exactly. beauty that comes. I know, um, you know, yeah. one of my mentors, Asha, uh, he says, what a beautiful dua that I always think of is, he says, oh, he says, the dua that uh, would be so helpful is, oh Allah, fill our hands with the dunya and fill our hearts with you. And I love that because it's all about just saying, Ya Allah, you've created all of these resources. Allow me, allow me to benefit from them. Allow me to use them for benefit. But the ultimate is, the ultimate prize, the ultimate goal is to have you in my heart and feel that Absolutely. presence. Absolutely. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's what people chase. And I think that's what we all want. We want to feel at peace with ourselves. We want to feel contented. We want to feel, uh, you know, balanced and meaningful and i think that's why any any endeavor that allows us to get there whether it's studying whether it's doing uh you know beneficial learning or whether, or whether it's doing community work anything that helps us so i think coming back to your question it's interesting that you say that because i think that in a weird way my my journey as a singer and a songwriter and somebody who's trying to use the talent Allah has given me in a positive way to inspire myself first and foremost and then inspire others has also then help me to come back to myself and help me and then I've written more songs and that helps others and then that comes back to me because I realize subhanallah look at the the blessings of Allah and that I need to benefit you know benefit and change myself first and foremost so I think it's been a it's been a process but as you also said I also am so like immensely aware and grateful that not many people get the get get to do what I do, get to do something on a daily basis that they love. Most people have to work in a job or do something that they hate or they despise or they work flat out every day and in a job that they're stuck in and just to make ends meet, just to put food on the table. So how many of us really get to do what we love on a daily basis? Because as you know, when you do something that you love, it doesn't feel like work and mm. you're feeling like you, you found your purpose. So I really, I am eternally blessed really that, that I am in this position because I know it's a rare thing that many people don't get the chance to do. And I have to agree with you on that. And I'm also, alhamdulillah, like I, I can't express enough gratitude for that. But at the same time, I also know that it's a massive blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but it doesn't happen by accident either. And so really, I, I see a lot of people who, especially in the Live Inspired community, they want to be of value. They want to be of service. They want to tap into their purpose. Like I can see that driving them. And so for me, I'm always thinking about, well, how, what's going to get them there? What's the skill sets? What are the mindsets? What's the healing? What's the growth that's going to get them to that space where they can tap into their unique purpose? And I always do believe that the fitra that Allah has given us is unique to us and possesses within it the talents, the capabilities, the skills, the, the drive, the passion, the ambition that lines up with the purpose that we are meant to be bringing into this world. And, you know, you said, you know, you said some really lovely things there. And when you are living your purpose, you mentioned how other people become inspired by it, because just by you doing that, you hold a certain energy that other people just look at that. They just around that and they go, wow, that's achievable. Like if he can do it, maybe I can do it too. It doesn't have to be exactly the same thing. You don't necessarily have to sing nasheeds or, or do that. But whatever your thing is, whatever inspires you, whatever kind of gets you going. And, you know, I often say um, the ego seeks validation and the higher self seeks purpose. 
it seeks that fulfillment it seeks that peace it seeks the presence of of you know the divine and so when you are operating from that ego we get pulled down and we get distracted from all of these things and you kind of like you know purpose and all of that is something that becomes very difficult to uh receive or to be in alignment with and as we do this shadow work as we look at those growth points and we work on them we automatically what that does is it allows us to tune in more to the higher self and less into the ego and as we're doing that the more you kind of tuning to into your higher self and the more you recognize which is the ego and how to leverage it because the ego is not a bad thing it is there but it has its role its role and when we do this shadow work and this internal the self development work you're more in alignment with that higher self and then you're more in alignment to allowing yourself to to pursue that purpose that purpose is something that unfolds itself to you right so um what i that takes me into my next question zain how did you know that this was your purpose and what would you say to someone who is seeking their purpose yeah you know in, in just listening to you speak i think it's it's so important that and i think one of the biggest challenges that would stop people is themselves like self confidence and belief in themselves and which is ego in a sense by the way which is ego which, you know we which, tend to think which, yes yeah we tend to think ego is arrogant but ego is also oh no i can't oh no i'm not good enough yes. that's also ego yes. right exactly exactly so you caught between that and then also what sometimes or not sometimes what most of the time society places upon us in terms of what we should be doing what we should be aspiring for what we because sometimes let's say you have somebody who wants to chase their dream but it might not be the most economical or practical thing to do etc 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 and then also the success that has been painted for us in this world is you know money and toys and cars and houses and everything in terms of possessions and you know wealth and and then of course wealth wealth comes status and power and you know uh, the ability to influence others and and that's really so when when we look at you know the news feed or we look at someone of importance we 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 attach success to that but ultimately none of that matters because you know we are going to be here for so short shorter time everything everything compared to infinity and infinity is the life to come everything that's finite is zero compared to infinity so everything we can count here in this world our wealth our you know everything is going to be zero compared to the life to come so and that on that moment when say okay what did you do with your time what did you do with all of these things and that moment itself is your definition of success did you send enough and somebody told me the other day why are we afraid of death because we in our hearts know we're not prepared and if we are not prepared we haven't sent enough good deeds so it comes down to the deeds and some comes down to that and if you make that your purpose that we need to earn we need to earn and allow will open up doors for us you know leave it to him let go also work hard of course you got to do everything in your power but also let it go to allah and then also give of your time of, of to something that's beneficial i think let's say i had to be a singer of mainstream songs it was benefiting people i guess from an entertainment point of view would i still feel as fulfilled as i do whereas i'm trying to inspire myself first and foremost towards a higher purpose as you said towards remembering our creator it wouldn't compare so mm. let's say i had to choose go down a career path of mm. singing and writing songs and using the same talent the same voice but inspiring people to you know mainstream you know superfluous messages about you know wealth and this and that and that and as yet 
I really believe the barakah in the songs is because not of my voice or my efforts, but because I'm, I'm really touching on to something that people love, like you said earlier, like the fitra within themselves, that they love Allah, they love the Prophet So any reminder affects their hearts. So I think from my purpose, every time I go to a school and I sing for these kids and I watch their smiles and I think, this is my purpose. Mm. Every time I go to, um, go to a charity uh, event or I go to a school, anything that I do, uh, people say, okay, can you help us? Last week there was a little girl who came to visit me in my studio in Johannesburg. And she's suffering from cancer. She's only four years old. She went through a horrendous year, subhanAllah, uh, you know, major chemo, operation, radiation. And uh, she lost her hair. She lost, her, you know, sort of she's really skinny now. But her resilience and her smile when I sang Cotton Candy Sky and she, she knew my songs. I mean, imagine, my purpose is not medical. My purpose is not to do anything else. But my purpose was that maybe when this child was going through such amount of struggle that Allah placed on her, that song that she heard played in the hospital or when she was listening to it, it might have found comfort. So we each have a purpose, you know, and sometimes we think that it's always going to be big. Mm. It's meant to be big and public, but, you know, you could, you could go down the road and, and, and help, yeah. uh, you know, volunteer. It's about impact. Home it's about impact it's more about than impact. More than and it's also yeah. about even small consistencies, yeah. like yeah. giving out food to the homeless, you know, doing random acts of kindness on a consistent basis. And I really think that if you can combine your passion with good work or mm. doing good, good work or bringing about change, that is the ideal thing. Because sometimes yeah. our passion can also be maybe good for ourselves, etc. But we also have to uh, understand that when you combine your passion for the service of others, in, mm. you know, like, like take, for example, yourself. You have got a skill set, mashallah. You've got a passion, which is also. And then on top of that, it, it, it embodies helping others. So what better combination of all those things? Something you're good at, something you love, and something that's going to help others. Mm, Alhamdulillah. I think also what you mentioned is quite important because sometimes people get very limited in the way they see this idea of purpose. Exactly what you said. It's like, especially in our society, there's very rigid ideas of what purpose means. Okay, so you see people like you and other people on stages and international and all of that. And then you think, okay, well, you know, I've got to be that. But that might be a thing or it might be something completely different. You mentioned um, the girl who has cancer and you said like just in that moment, your purpose for that moment was just bringing her a smile and helping her to, you know, just feel differently in that moment. And so your purpose might be through that or somebody else's might be in being the doctor or in being the researcher who helps find a cure or just someone who speaks the kind word or um an artist or a teacher or whatever it might be, it's not so much that you have to go out there and find this holy grail, this unattainable thing of where is Absolutely. my purpose. It's just following, you know, my kids were watching, you know, to bring in something a bit lighthearted, my kids were watching Frozen 2 the other day. And I was really, it was so cute because she was saying, just do the next right thing. And I just thought that's such good advice. Just do the next right thing. And sometimes it's just about in that moment, asking your higher self, like, what is this next thing? And those little decisions take you towards that it's the journey of kind of finding um finding what is my purpose in this moment because you can have an overarching purpose but we all play multiple purposes in our life right exactly and, and again linked to our own personalities our own skill sets i was on hajj many many years ago and uh, there was a, there was a guy who was with us in our group you know because the men are meant to stay together you know in, in especially in the days of of, of mina and arafa you know so 
anyway, there was one guy who I didn't really know before, but anyway, he just, I found him so larger than life and always bubbly and asking questions. And I never saw him make any zikr, any extra salah. I never saw him do anything like, like that. Like, you know, all he was doing was, he was just trying to help everyone. So he would sit mm. next to us and he'd say, okay, where, can I bring you guys some food? Can I do this? And then he'd see an old person walking. He'd run towards them and help them. And then he'd do this. And he was always just doing that. And that was his purpose. That's what I, 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 I firmly believe that we can't judge anyone. Like mm. his, his beautiful akhlaq and character was in the service of others. Whereas others were devoted to their to their to their adhkar, their daily salah, their you know, their their, their dhikrs. Others were doing other things, you know. So and neither one is necessarily better than the other one. The ego wants to judge absolutely. and separate and say, you know, this absolutely. was better, that was better. But we don't know because there are so many different versions of what it looks like to be inspired and to inspire others. There's many ways of doing it, right? And, and 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 it's similar to what you also said. I want to touch on something that I've also become to come to understand is that, you know, besides of course our lower selves pushing us and our internal drives that pushing us towards the accumulation of wealth and the, the accumulation of success and all of those things, the other thing to beware of is our own extensive rationalization mm. that our our intelligence brings. And and if 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 I give you the example of Shaitan, you know, when he was asked to bow before Adam, mm. it was I mean, he was at the level of an angel. He was perfect mm. in his worship. But things just didn't make sense to him. He didn't, he didn't want to disobey Allah. But his rational rationalization and his logic, his logic said, But I don't understand what you're saying to me. I this thing is not, I am made of this. And he's made of that. So why why would you why would you want me to do this? He didn't understand that Allah is asking us this, and sometimes we cannot understand. We don't see the bigger picture. We don't know the bigger picture. We have to submit and against our own instincts, against our own selves. And it comes down to like even in terms of circumstances. Sometimes we question so much: why? Why is this happening? Why should I do this? Why shouldn't I do this? Why this? But if you look at that, he was genuinely confused. He said, but you made me like this and you made him like this. And why do you want, why are you asking me of this? Why are you, you asking me to I bow down to this future? Yeah, I love that you brought that example because it's an example that I actually use often with clients in that Shaitan, you know, like you said, he was perfect in his worship. Like he was amazing in his worship that he came to the station of angels because his worship was we're talking about eons of worship i don't think we can even comprehend that eons yes, of worship right yes, yes. and he then his ego right his ego created a story out of that he, his ego yes. said well exactly what you said it was judgment judging he says well you know like it's like you know and i think it was somewhere online i i, I heard this once where um the person was narrating, it's almost like, imagine you're working in a company and you're working there for 20 years and you've put your heart and so on, you have slogged. And now they're saying that they're going to have a new CEO and you're getting ready to have your celebration. <laughs> and then suddenly this newbie, this new kid on the block and they say, hey, he's going to be the CEO. How would you feel? And that's what happened to Iblis, right? <laughs> he was like, I have been preparing. I did everything. I have like proven my worth here. And now this new kid on the block, you're bringing him, you know, our beloved, you know, our father, Adam alayhi salam. But for him, it's like, I don't understand. Like exactly what you said, no contest. He is clay. I'm fire. I have yes, proven myself yes. to you. What has he ever proven yes. to you? Like I'm loyal here. This is a new person that's mm -hmm. coming on, on mm -hmm. the scene. And so... 
sometimes we can get caught up in that when we're seeing other people's journeys or we're seeing other people's blessings as well. That sense of judgment comes up in us where we go, but mm. hey, what about me? Like I have done so much. And so we, we, we really take it and we oversimplify it when we don't yes. understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is working in these wonderful ways. And if we trusted mm. that he truly has each of our best interests in his yes. heart, yes. In, 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 in his mind, probably speaking, of course, um, from a limited human egoic perspective it's like no 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 there's limited resources so in order for something to be good for me it must be bad for you if you have more mm. i have less but exactly. no he's the creator exactly. of everything he is the owner of abundance mm. so he can simultaneously make something good for me and good for you at the same time right and it's about letting go exactly what you're saying we sometimes so on the one hand greatest is our intellect greatest gift is our ability to rationalize because allah made us and he, he taught us the names of things but also linked with the ego we have to watch ourselves and we don't question too much. i mean if you look at the 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 the, the people of musa alayhi salam the mm. bani israel that's what was their downfall it was constantly questioning mm. so you're right it's about knowing that allah is in wisdom and you know i've had we've had such great reminders coming to cape town last year as a family because you know as as, as family we, we line everything up like this is going to happen this this is going to happen then and planning, planning, new environment, yeah. <laughs> planning and, and allah as we know allah is the best of yes. planners and then you realize only in hindsight when you look back there was the dots that you didn't see mm. at the time. And then you realize, oh Allah, thank you for allowing me on this journey. And sometimes the greatest pain we can go through can be the greatest blessing mm. because it allows us to come to a new place, a new journey, a new self-reflection. I mean, uh, you know, of, like, like, I mean, if you look at your story, you know, many people do know you went through amounts, uh, serious amounts of health struggles. But at the end, when you look back at it, I mean, if I look at back at some of my greatest challenges they were my biggest blessings always yeah always you know and as you're saying this what's unfolding for me as well is that you know you mentioned that when you were moving and we plan and there's nothing wrong with planning i just want to say there's nothing wrong with planning it's good to have that but i always say have a plan and be open and adaptable in that plan so it's almost like you have a plan you come up with it and then you surrender and then you say Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like I'm going to try my best with this plan but I'm also open to knowing that when you change something up or you put a, something that I see as an obstacle in my way that's your way of diverting me to something better and so in that moment you have a very powerful choice of going either saying oh I'm being punished and oh my god and this is so bad it's not going this way and getting stuck in that kind of thinking or you have this opportunity to surrender and say okay what are you diverting me to that is something better and that that exactly. whole process of that what you're mentioning and I, I i'm i'm putting it together in my mind here where you said that change is so important for you and change is so good and it leads to that growth it's really in that process of change and in that process of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala diverting us all the time we build our tawakkul we build our yes. trust in allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because you know oh i had this whole plan and in that time when my plan wasn't working i didn't know what was going on i had uncertainty but when i look back on how everything unfolded i realized that's the best possible way it could have unfolded mm. and you know a couple with that in those times of adversities one of the lessons that you the two lessons great lessons that you learn is as you said the 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 blessing and the 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 the, the method of letting go mm. letting go of your control what's in your control and then the second thing is the power of dua mm. because you know there was there was a, a I think one of the the holier, one of the holy person who said, in the end times, and I believe like you know we are reaching difficult, difficult times. 
And the only thing that's going to save us is the dua of a person who is drowning. So like turning to Allah with that kind of like need and desperation and say, Allah, save me, save my family, help us, protect us. So when we go through challenges like that, you end up making dua in a way that you probably never made before mm. because you are going through these challenges. Yeah. You know, many, many years ago, uh, I was, I was, I think about 2011, 2010, I was, of course, doing lots of shows all around the world. I was traveling and um, I would say, uh, you know, in, 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 the, this worldly success terms I was on top of my game I was releasing songs and suddenly my uh, travel was restricted overnight so I couldn't go anywhere for some I wasn't getting any visas it was just so confusing for me and I always said to myself I'm, do, I'm trying to do this my songs and my songwriting and my singing and my shows to help others to help me etc etc but it was almost as if Allah was saying to me, well, you say this, but let me take all the enjoyment. Let me take everything else away from it. And let's see if you continue. Let's mm. see, like we take all the perks, the perks yeah. of your job away. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if you really, really want to do it. Yeah. And it was a very difficult time for me because all of a sudden I, I felt I was exceptionally limited. And why was this happening to me? Again, the why, why is this mm. happening to me? And, uh, my cousin, what is the resistance? It's that resisting. What the, exactly, resisting. exactly. And, and uh, my, my cousin, I have a cousin, and she always tells me, she says, you know, when we're going through struggle, the, immediately we say, why is this happening to me? But we should change it in saying, why is this happening for me? For me. Because Absolutely. everything How is serving? for me. Because, How is serving? Yeah. Exactly. Because then you change your mindset. And when I think back to that moment, um, to those, that year and a half when I didn't travel as much, and for some reason I couldn't go, and then alhamdulillah it was resolved, but it really refocused my mind mm. to say, I shouldn't be doing this for any other reason, but for my own soul, my own salvation, and to please Allah and to help others in small ways. But it really reset my focus. So sometimes when I look back at that, it was the best thing that could have mm. happened to me. But at the time, if somebody could have told me, hey, Zayn, this is the best thing, I would have never believed it. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I think it's, I, I love that you mentioned that. Thank you so much for sharing that, that story for, with us because that's so powerful. That it's okay. Like you can be someone who has faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and still have those moments of resistance of like, no, I'm not happy. I'm not okay with this, you know. That that's normal. That's part of being insan. And so the the jihad, the struggle of the nafs really is the struggle of the ego, that shadow work is really to say, okay, I feel this way and, and I, I understand I'm in this space, but how can I reshift my focus? And you brought up that really important one of instead of saying, why is this happening to me? Why is it happening for me? Or if you want to take it further, how is this serving me? And also kind yes. of reminding ourselves that in that moment, you know, your mind will say, well, it's not serving us at all. You know, there's nothing good about this. The mind will say that and that's okay. But just kind of keeping that focus and reminding ourselves that even though I can't see it right now, there is something better. And that's my tawakkul, that's my faith. And Allah says, you know, yes. I am as my servant thinks of me. So if you think good of Allah, and if you believe that Allah wills good for you, and he wants good for you, then, you know, you will keep bringing the focus back to that. And eventually over time, over time of just reminding yourself of that, I can't see it now, but there must be some good in it. Let me just see what little glimmers of, you know, silver linings I can find here. And like you said, you turn around and it's it's enriched your experience of everything. And you went back into your work, I'm sure, with a renewed sense of purpose and with more appreciation and just 
probably a greater ability to make an impact and inspire others. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, again, sometimes you think about logic. I mean, look look at this little girl who came to see me last week. I mean, you start thinking, you know, what is life What is life about? I mean, how can this happen to a young, small little girl who's so fragile? But we don't know the bigger, picture. Know the bigger picture. And this life is zero. It's finite. It's so... And, and the life to come, if you see the blessings that she will receive from Allah for having gone through struggle and learning patience and learning to be strong in character, subhanAllah, we will be in awe of the blessing she has received by going through the struggle. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're right. It's about knowing that the picture we're seeing is so small, but Allah sees the bigger picture. Yeah. And also sometimes the struggle is a perception as well, because sometimes people feel like, okay, I, my dunya has to be exceptionally hard. Like I have this sometimes with people where they say my dunya has to be very hard. If there's ease, then I can't. But even struggle and hardship is a perception. You can be in the midst of struggle and hardship and still feel happy and still feel grateful and still feel abundant. That is possible to do, right? When you have that complete, that's what tawakkal allows you to do. It allows you to actually see the ease within your hardship. And so I find sometimes people look for problems. Dare I say it? <laughs> it happens sometimes. Sometimes we, we sabotage ourselves and we look for problems because we think we have this idea that it's either dunya or it's akhirah. And I have to disagree with that because when you start living in alignment with your higher self, Allah sends the blessings. And part of the blessings yes. is the ability to see the good in any circumstance because Allah even yes. says yes. The, the, the case of a believer is such that anything is good for him. Whatever happens to him is good for him, right? So even the ability to see good in the situation is a blessing. And so then there is no choosing between the two. You, you, if, you, if you're feeling his light and his presence in this world, and then you're going to have it in the next world, where is the loss? There is no loss. Alhamdulillah. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, sometimes that scares us. I must be honest. We think, oh my God, things are going too right for us. What's coming? But that, that's. But you're right. We also need to appreciate Allah's blessings and also... The end to that's the why Allah says, yeah. you, exactly. And also, like, what's the best way to avoid calamity? Is to give sadaqah, is to give charity. So, uh, whilst things good, good things are happening, say, alhamdulillah, thank Allah. Know it's coming from Allah. Give off of your blessings to others. Alhamdulillah, don't, you know, as you say, feel guilty. Yeah, yeah. So surrender. And I think if we bring in that all-encompassing look on surrender, surrender to the good as well. And, you know, it's there. The enjoyment of it and the reminder that this is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only actually strengthens your faith, right? The ego comes in and says, no, 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 no. But this is how we have to make this happen again. This is what we're experiencing. So we got to duplicate that again and we got to control it. And and that's when the anxiety comes and the peace is lost. But if you kind of surrender... This was from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, ya Allah, I am opening, I'm open to this. I am fully receiving this. Then the ego can just quieten down and go sit back in the backseat, you know. And your higher exactly. self kind of just allows for that. And that's part of submission. Yeah. Submission is surrendering to the, whatever the moment is and finding how it's serving you and being open to that. And exactly what you're saying, you know, it's, it's all about that submission. Um, they were giving an example in the class about the Prophet ﷺ used to say that salah was the coolness of his eyes. And the Shaykh was explaining that what is the coolness of our eyes? You know, our, pup- our pupils move so much, like per second. It's always moving. But if you, if you think about it, when we are in sal- salah and we have total khushu, like, I mean, we can't be like the Prophet ﷺ, but we can try. From his perspective, 
his eye and his mind, like when you talk about the things that trouble us these days, anxiety, depression, you know, low self-esteem, worries and stress about the future. But when the Prophet was in constant dhikr, in constant salah, and his eye was focused like, like mm. a pond that was clear, mm. undisturbed, because as you said, he surrendered everything to Allah. So good that came, it was from Allah. Challenges that came, it was from Allah. It was blessing. So it, it, if we reach that state where we're surrendering everything, we will live happier, more peaceful lives because we will realize that if it's good, alhamdulillah, so beautiful, let's thank Allah. If it's challenging, I wouldn't say bad, but if it's challenging, then it's from Allah and we need to learn and, and struggle. And then we, that's how we learn patience. And that's how we learn perseverance, subhanAllah. And then we'll have good times. And Allah also says, and nothing, no, no bad lasts forever. And appreciation. We need contrast sometimes, right? Sometimes you have exactly. to contrast. Exactly. That contrast gives you a different kind of, of appreciation the next time, right? Yeah. I love that. And you know, yeah. alhamdulillah. No, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, no. So, so uh, like, just, just from a surrender point of view, we try to hold all our worries in our hands, in our control. We say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And, and yes, what, we should, we should work hard. That's why we resist change, because exactly. that control. Exactly. Yeah. We want, I mean, and it's good, we want, we need to work hard. But at the end of the day, the result is with Allah. Yes. The result is with Allah. And that's what comes down to also the idea of, the intention, mm. why we are doing certain things. Yeah. And you know, this I, I was having this chat to my to my son the other day, because he uh, he loves gaming, right? So he wants to play more games online and, and he's only he's young. So I was I was having a chat to him, I was like, why do you want to play games? I mean, why do you want to do this and do that? Is it because you enjoy it or is it because you want others to see how good you are, etc.? Because and, and you know what I find strange, and I don't know, maybe in your work you'd 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 find it a lot more when you're dealing with people, is that as human beings we don't like to face our whys. Mm. We just say, oh, it's because I like it, oh because I do this, because we, we don't want to challenge ourselves as to exactly and then in the end it leads to a disappointment when the outcome doesn't match Mm. Our because you weren't what clear we with expected. Yourself. Yeah, you weren't actually clear with yourself. Because yeah. we weren't we weren't clear. So for example, if I say I want to release the song and it's only for Allah's sake, and I, I love I love the song, etc. But in our hearts, in my heart, I feel like, oh man, I wish I could get the number of hits and right. I, I, the number of views and all of this. And I don't approach that in my mind. Like somebody doesn't tell me, Zane, if you had to release the song and nobody listened to it. Would you still be okay? Would yeah. you still love it? And if I don't broach a subject beforehand, and then in the end, I say I'm doing it for Allah's sake, but then all of a sudden, the popularity doesn't happen and the hits mm -hmm. don't happen, and then it's going to affect the way I feel about it. So we have to tear apart and say, look, and, and, and I must be honest, I know all the songs where my intentions weren't that good yeah. and all the songs where I felt like I really don't care, to be honest. Yeah. Like if somebody tells me they like it, I say, okay, alhamdulillah. If somebody says they hate it, I say, alhamdulillah, because I yeah. love it. And it doesn't really, it doesn't affect that, me right? at all. Yeah, there's a freedom. So, yeah, exactly. There's a freedom because you're not, like, you're free from that because you're just so attuned to that higher self and to your your intent. And so it's like, sure, your, your ego kind of goes, well, you know, you're free to think whatever you want. You can love it. You can hate it. You can do whatever you want with it. It's out of my hands because I haven't attached my heart to it. 
My heart yes. is that the act of that, my heart was attached to my almighty. And there's such a freedom with that. And the interesting thing is, wouldn't you say, Zane, that when you're in that space, those songs actually tend to do a lot better, in, amazingly enough. Absolutely. It, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So there's the somehow, and, 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 and exactly, so somehow there's a, there's a baraka in it. And, some, and then when you try to replicate that, with <laughs> maybe having different uh, ego comes uh, into What did we do? We need to. <laughs> exactly. It never works out. But, and, and, and I mean, I'm busy working on a kiddies project at the moment, right? And to be honest, I love it so much that I really don't care what other people think. Like, yeah. I just think that I love it and I would play it for my children. And, you know, I, 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 so I think if we reach, and when that vision is aligned mm. with something that Allah loves, yeah. then you're winning. But let's say you love something and you have that assuredness, but that's why I feel like you have to combine passion with your, your, you know, with talent Allah has given you and your, your inherent, uh, you know, strengths, and then something that benefits others, or Allah is pleased with it. Because or find I think the if you're going to if, if, find the benefits, or find right? because yeah. sometimes we because if, 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 if something is missing, it's if something is yeah. missing, is I don't think it's going to be as fulfilling. I think a lot of it, you know, you mentioned intention. A lot of it has to do with that because sometimes again we get very limited. Oh, I have to be. Um, a medical assistant of some sort. I have to be a doctor. I have to be. I have to be those those typical things. And there's nothing. That's a beautiful profession. But we, we we tend to make it like it has to be those typical ways of helping people. Someone might look at a songwriter and say, "Well, how is a songwriter going to exactly other people?" Exactly. You have to anything that your you know you inherently Allah has given you that ability, and you find that state of flow in it. You can seek, and if you make that intention that Ya Allah. Help me find a way to make this mean something, to make this part of, you know, assisting in some way. Allah will unfold that for you. You know, anything Absolutely. we do, any talent, any ability, any ambition, the ego can take it over or we can keep redirecting it to the higher self. And when it's redirected through the higher self, then automatically you will find, your mind will stumble upon these creative ways of making it mean something bigger, making it benefit people somehow, you know, but it's that detaching your worth from it, which sometimes I think people yes. struggle with yes. a lot, right? Detaching the worth. I, 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 or, or alternatively, I mean, on the opposite side of it, sometimes with ev with any level of, I wouldn't call it success because the true success is, is, is with Allah, but popularity or let's say perceived fame. Therein also lies a challenge because, mm -hmm. as you said, if you attach your worth to that, mm -hmm. it's also dangerous because then all of a sudden, because you. of a YouTube I video, yeah. it, can, it can crumble you. I sometimes look, honestly speaking, I sometimes, you know, look at like uh, child stars, child stars who, who rose to, um, to fame very quickly. And now they're like in young adulthood. And I really have compassion for them in that. You know, no one prepared them for that. The people around them are not prepared for it. Think of the, you know, if if they haven't learned and they probably haven't to detach themselves or detach their self-worth from that, it can be, yes. we cannot even imagine what a test that is on people. You know, you never think that you're like, oh no, why are you feeling sorry? But really think about it, right? Because within that theme is a test just, of will you yeah. make this just something about your ego? Exactly. And just generally, I mean, even famous people, you will find generally there's a theme of exceptional loneliness mm. and exceptional pain and depression. If you look at the number of very, very famous people who, uh, you know, committed suicide, mm. 
Mm. I mean, or died lonely deaths. Mm. I mean, you, you, you think to yourself, where is that correlation? That is the highest level of this worldly aspiration that everyone but it all has. Comes down they to have the money. Yeah, it exactly. So, but, but you are right. They yeah. never found their own self-worth. And, their own, and mm. that's why also I feel like, uh, you know, your own circle that's around you is so important. Mm. I'm On so that, blessed that I had my parents. I had my parents and I had my sisters and my wife and my, who don't see me as anybody else but who I am. Right. But they accepted you for that, right? They didn't need you to be, and you were never trying to prove that, hey, you know, when I make it to this point, when I get so many downloads, when I sell so many albums, then I'm going to be worthy, then you can love me. And some of us, we come from that place, right? Especially, unfortunately, some people come from a situation where they weren't given that love, they weren't given that approval and acceptance. And so you're thinking, well, when I achieve this, when I get this, when I make this amount of money, when I get this amount of, of you know, status in society, then I'll get the love, then I'll get the approval. And it never comes because it's not something that those things are going to bring it's something that you have to tune into for yourself and experience it through your relationship with the almighty it's not you know you can have those things and enjoy them and use them as they can be blessings when your heart is attached to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala those things become blessings but when your heart is not when it's attached to other people's validation those things become a fitna on us you know it becomes a child it becomes a difficulty so it's not and the thing in itself it's what we are attached to while we are experiencing it's, those it's, things it's all it's all about our hearts and that's you know what you just said is the biggest i think human challenge and i think it's even becoming bigger with our kids they growing up in a world why do you think anxiety and depression and and i mean amongst young people is at its highest because they have glimpses through social media into every Everyone's life every day and the light and the, imagine likes and dislikes mm. of their posts is becoming a thing like, like it's become part of their lives I like it or I dislike it yeah and then yeah. all of a sudden how does it make you feel and I, I was thinking about the dua that the Prophet Sallallahu taught us when we look at ourselves in the mirror we meant to say the, the, the English the, 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 the very rough English uh, translation of the Arabic is like, oh Allah, you have made me beautiful and perfect on the outside. Mm. So now make my character inside as perfect and as beautiful. Yeah. So when you say that, when you look at yourself like that, normally we never say those things. We're always looking and saying, oh gosh, I wish this, I wish that, and you know, oh man, this, whatever. But if you automatically say it, oh Allah, you made me perfect. Yeah. You have to, you, you have to acknowledge, yeah, Allah, Allah is perfection. Yeah. Allah does not make mistakes. Mm. How can Allah make mistakes? Allah is perfection. So if Allah made you this way, you, in Allah's eyes, you are perfect. Exactly. So you have to love yourself for who you are. SubhanAllah. On that note, it's been such an amazing discussion. SubhanAllah. I want to pose you with the last question, the final question. And, and I so appreciate all the gems that you have just dropped here. And I can just, I can imagine the listeners just taking this in and soaking this in and applying it in their lives. Zain, um, we've been speaking so much about boundaries in the Love Inspired community. So of course, I have to end off with a question around boundaries. Um, and when I say boundaries, I'm talking about the kinds of things that we put in place, the parameters that we put in place professionally and personally to ensure that the relationship runs smoothly, whatever the context of that relationship is. So what I want to ask you is, how have boundaries helped you professionally, specifically speaking? Uh, like from, from a musical perspective and for me from as an career. artist? Or... So from your career, so the boundaries mm -hmm. that you have with yourself, the boundaries that you have in your relationships with others, with your, with your work, how has that assisted you? I think firstly to, you know, coming back to the circle of people around me, you have to be sure that 
those people understand you and those people who are going to be your core team, if you call it that, mm. understand what you want, wh why you're doing it, your why, and understand what you're doing. So, because that could make or, or destroy you. Because ultimately, if you don't have the right people saying the right things, you could end up in a place. I mean, even if, like, for example, if I can give you a metaphor of writing a song, the writing of the song is such a beautiful process. I write some words, etc. Now, if I go to a producer and he has a very, very different vision and a very different vibe, I could, I, the song could end up in a very, very different place. So it's about having the right advice, the right people around you. And you are absolutely right. Sometimes we think that we, um, you know, should always be open and we shouldn't, like, you know, sometimes, as you, you said, we want to let yeah. everyone in. You want to take everyone's advice. You want to make everyone's advice important because when you're saying it's important to have the, the, the people that you trust, the people that align with your vision and align with your values, what you're really saying then is to practice discernment. And what you're really saying is that means letting goes, go of those who don't. You don't have to judge them. Absolutely. You don't have to hate them. But Absolutely. you, you know, you, what do they say? You, you bless and release. Like you just let them go yes. because you just realize that it's not that there's something wrong with them, but they don't align with your vision. They align with a different vision, but they don't align with yours. And so in a way, you have to have that firm boundary with yourself. Com company is so important. I mean, this is what we infuse with our children. If you're going into a, uh, uh, you know, a perfume shop, you're going to come out smelling mm. like perfume, even though you may not. I mean, you, we are, I mean, I often tell, uh, you know, my sisters when we talk about schools and environments and we say, how do you expect your child to jump into a pool and not get wet? You're leaving them in an environment. So we as adults, when we become older, we have to be very, very, very aware of the relationships that are damaging to us or mm. sometimes, because sometimes don't ever think that you are strong enough not to be affected by someone's, let's say, ne their negativity or let's say their own life's perceptions or whatever the case may be. So you need to create spaces for you to thrive. That's the important thing. Spaces and people that will allow you to thrive because otherwise you only become, it's becoming very self-limiting. And that's where the boundaries come in place. And I think it's important that your, your, your iman, your, your self-being, sometimes if you, can, if you can be with a person who is, let's say, exceptionally pessimistic about life that's going to impact on you mm. and you have to understand that so as you say bless and release i love that <laughs> i love that yeah. phrase yeah bless and release you know and sometimes people see like like you know pushing them right out it's not about that it's about just realizing you're aligning to different things and looking at the context of the relationship and you know and and, and coming coming with that is that just remember that you also have a finite amount of energy mm. a finite amount of time Yes. That you you do not want to over you know you've got to you've got to worry about yourself as well. Resource and an amana. Time and your energy. Resource and an amana. And I love what you're saying. Be discerning about how you use it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Otherwise, you otherwise the only person who's going to really battle is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And you create that struggle for yourself, like we were speaking about earlier. Subhanallah. May Allah guide us to make the best of decisions, the best of choices, Amen. align Amen. with our purpose and our values, and to hold. Um, the dunya in our hands and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our hearts may he increase Amen. and accept us Brother Zain, we could go on for hours. I think we could go on for the whole day. I know. <laughs> I, I, I really, you know, I think, I think the, the, the biggest thing that I, I always have when, speak, when speaking to you is that I think what you're trying to, to instill in people is so needed at this time because this is the time when self-awareness and, and appreciating oneself and trying to develop ourselves from an emotional point of view 
is more important than I think ever in the history of humankind because we are faced with so many illusions and distractions and smokes and mirrors and yeah. so I think what the work that you're doing and that's why I enjoy you know all these discussions so may Allah bless you and continue all your hard work inshallah Ameen subhanallah jazakallah and thank you for everything you do and have done in this community for 25 plus years and may Allah increase you and increase your ability Amen. to impact increase your ability to surrender use you as a vessel and a tool for people gaining closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and may he accept all of your efforts and help you to always you know make it make that decision from the higher self you and me both right Amen. so jazakallah khair i see a sequel on the horizon i can definitely yes see. yes <laughs> <laughs> I know already the feedback from this is going to be phenomenal inshallah jazakallah khair for giving us your time for choosing to spend this amanat of your time and your energy with us today and uh, letting us kind of benefit from the wisdom that you have to share take care assalamu alaikum thanks so much wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah I hope that today's episode has left you inspired, has left you with a better understanding of what it really takes to live a meaningful, purposeful life. Remember to check the show notes for the link to the information page to the Boundaries Revolution program, or you can join us on Instagram at Live Inspired ZA for more information. Till next time, stay inspired.